Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast, a podcast looking back into the Jewish roots of our faith for the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. My name is Heather, and I'm a longtime youth ministry leader, lover of sweatpants, and I'm the author and founder of First Century Youth Ministry. And I'm Mark, a longtime youth pastor, ancient studies nerd, and Star Wars aficionado. This podcast is part of the Youth Cartel Podcast Network. Hey friends, it's Heather here, and we are back for another episode with David Wilbur. We had such a fun conversation last time talking about the need uh, for Sabbath in our life and how it regrounds us and helps us keep our identity focused on the Lord and not on productivity and busyness. I just need that message. I feel like every day of my life, if you know, if David could just form a screamo band, maybe, and um, come up with some sweet lyrics on that, like, I don't know how it would go. Like, maybe it'd be like, <laughs> stop working so hard, Rah! like something like that. Say rest. <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyways, do I have a future in screamo? Do you guys think it's I, possible? It sounded pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I feel good no, about it. No, you don't. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow, that's fine. Our, a lot of our listeners probably stopped listening after I did that because they were like, wow, that's so much. And that's fine. I'm okay. Because you know what? They're here for David, not here for my screamo. Okay, that's right. And they're your coming friends, back. Your friends stab you in the face and <laughs> you're much better serving first century youth ministry. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. For a screamo band. Thank you. Well, hey, so um, we are going to be talking about uh, the gospel revealed in the Sabbath. So I read an article. David has a website. He's got lots of super great resources. He puts out these really great videos, you guys. He's got some awesome stuff for you if you want to kind of um, dive into this world a little bit deeper. They're all free and they're all really good. So, um, David, can you kind of tell our listeners where they can go to find those um, resources? Sure. Yeah. The best place to uh, find all of my content uh, is at my website, davidwilber.com. And that's W-I-L-B-E-R, not U-R. Um, and I'm not related to Paul Wilbur. I, mm. uh, get, that, <laughs> I get that question at uh, pretty much every Messianic event I go to. Oh, but, really? Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's um, E-R, uh, davidwilber.com. And uh, I'm also part of 119 Ministries. And you can see uh, a lot of my stuff there as well. Yeah, great, great, great. Well, um, we're going to be looking at um, an article that David wrote, uh, how he talked about how the Sabbath connects to the Exodus story, which reminds us of Yeshua, of God delivering us from spiritual slavery. So can you talk about that with us, David? Yeah, sure. Um, I I wrote this article uh, several years ago, and um, I wanted to emphasize how the Sabbath really points us back toward the gospel, uh, hence hence the title, The Gospel Revealed in the Sabbath. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, w- when you start talking about laws, like, you know, we, and particularly laws like the Sabbath or the feast days, mm-hmm. some sometimes there is a, a little bit of pushback or, or a little bit of concern you know, from some Christians, like, well, you know, we, what about the gospel? Like, like we can't, uh, you know, we sure. can't focus so much on the law. Right. Mm. And, and so, um, uh, what I wanted to, to demonstrate was like, well, you know, actually the law 
points us to Christ, you know, and, and particularly the Sabbath. The Sabbath um, leads us right back to Christ. He is the goal of the law, right, as Paul talks about. And um, yeah. so, so uh, the Sabbath uh, points us to the gospel in a particular way. Um, it, it's, a, it's a symbol, a memorial uh, of a, a couple of things uh, in particular in, in the, uh, the Old Testament. Um, in Exodus 20, it is a memorial of God's acts of creation. You know, it, uh, Exodus 20 specifically says we do this, you know, because God modeled it for us. You know, yeah. he, he created uh, the world in six days and rested on the seventh. And when we rest, you know, it is acknowledging the fact that he is the creator. You know, mm-hmm. this, uni- this universe didn't just pop into existence from nothing. You know, there is an intelligent creator and designer. And, and mm-hmm. every time we rest on the Sabbath, we are acknowledging that we are submitting to that truth. Um, also in Deuteronomy 5, uh, the Sabbath is a memorial of the Exodus. It's a memorial of God delivering Israel from slavery in Egypt, kind of like a mini Passover. Uh, Passover, of course, is a memorial of of the Exodus. Uh, so, so the Sabbath is a, a mini version of that. It's a weekly version uh, of that uh, that Passover. And uh, so, what's significant about that? is that the Passover, that that story really of the Exodus is really a prophetic picture of our own deliverance as Christians. What, what does Jesus say during the Last Supper, you know, when he's talking about the Passover that they're, they're celebrating? He says, do this in mm-hmm. remembrance of me. Sure. And um, he died, of course, during the Passover season. And uh, his... It, you know, his death and his resurrection is like a greater Passover. It, it, it's what the Passover points to. And so um, that greater exodus uh, that he instituted, that, that, that he brought about through his work on the cross, uh, delivers us from slavery. It delivers us from the slavery of sin and death mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. makes us into a free people. Uh, to worship him. And, and so the Sabbath is, is uh, also a memorial of that. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's really beautiful. And you said something earlier that I have a question about. You said that the law um, mm-hmm. and the Sabbath actually points to Jesus. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of people might get a little bit, you know, ruffled in their feathers by that statement, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they might say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, Jesus, you know, doesn't he do away with the law? Doesn't he essentially replace the law? I mean, how would you um, kind of unpack that statement that you made a little bit for us that um, the law and the Sabbath mm-hmm. actually reveals Jesus to us? Sure. Yeah. I Well, uh, regarding like, you know, Jesus doing away with the law, um, you know, there were people accusing him of that in the first century. Uh, they were accusing him of doing away with the law, which is why he said in Matthew 5, 17, um, you know, he wanted to uh, address that accusation. He said, I did not come to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish them, but yeah. to fulfill them. Abolish, yeah. yeah, abolish, of course, according to BDAG, means to uh, cause to be no longer in effect. And did you just say BDAG on our show? 
I love this guest, Heather. <laughs> Dag is the big uh, dorky lexicon that you use to look up Greek terms in uh, kind of the New Testament period and in some of the church fathers. Ooh. Way to go, David. That, you guys, <laughs> well, okay, David and Mark, you guys are going to form a punk rock screamo band. It's going to call B-Dag. Okay, you, you want me to get really nerdy? Do I have your permission <laughs> oh, to, get, to get really nerdy? Okay, so that same word, kataluo, uh, uh, yeah. kataluo, mm-hmm. abolish, yep. um, it is used in first century Jewish writings like Four Maccabees and Josephus, Wars sure. of the Jews. The word is used in reference to Antiochus. Um, and if you're familiar with the story of the Antiochus Maccabees. Epiphanes the fourth, yes. Yes. I can't believe that you know about four Maccabees. I never make friends. That, okay, sorry, Heather. Okay. So, ahead, David. so this, this is pretty cool. So um, Antiochus, of course, he, um, if you've read the story of the Maccabees, you know yeah. that he came to, uh, he basically outlawed Torah observance. He, he uh, prohibited the Jews from being able to celebrate the Sabbath, from being able to, to uh, keep the kosher laws and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for Ma- the author of Four Maccabees and Josephus both write that Antiochus came to kataluo the law. He came to oh. abolish the law. Uh, when when, um, when uh, Antiochus, good, in, yeah, in, in Four Maccabees, when Antiochus tried to uh, get the priest Eliezer to eat pork, the yeah. priest Eliezer responded saying, heavens no, I could never kataluo the law. So yeah. we we see this um, we see this idea here of uh, abolishing the law being associated with stopping obedience to it or discouraging obedience to the commandments of the law. So yeah. the, the story um, that that is preserved in these first century Jewish writings, that story of of the Maccabees would have been in the minds of first century Jews when Jesus made that statement that sure. I did not come to abolish the law, I came to fulfill the law. And uh, fulfill, plerau in Greek, um, that there's, you know, debate about what exactly that means. I think in the context there, um, it means to uh, bring to full expression. That's another BDAG uh, uh, yeah. uh, definition. Bring this is to my favorite guest so far. <laughs> you guys but, are um, going to have to go out for coffee sometime. Right, and- everyone that listens to our show knows that I'm like a huge dork and I can yeah. never find anyone to talk about these things with me. Yeah. Anyway. Well, well, anyway, that... Thanks for letting me get nerdy a little bit there. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, okay. So, so going back to, um, you know, some things that you touched on earlier, the Sabbath being grounded in the creation story. You talked about that in our first episode with us and it kind of being super foundational to Mm -hmm. all of the Bible. So, you know, for our average everyday youth pastor, who's reading through the Bible with their kids, how they, how should they understand the Sabbath when it comes up in scripture, what should they be thinking um, when they, when they see it show up? Um, well, yeah, I, I, I think first of all, um, you know, it is, I, I mean, it's multifaceted. There, there is so much um, meaning packed into this day. I mean, it, it is, uh, you know, it, it, the author of Hebrews teaches us that it is a, um, you know, that it teaches us about the ultimate rest we have in Christ, you know, so that's another aspect of that gospel message, right? You know, and 
Jesus said, you know, come to me all who are weary and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Yeah. You know, take take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and lowly in heart and you will sure. find rest for your souls. Yeah. Um so the Sabbath is a picture of that rest that we have in him as we talked about in the last episode, you know, it it is it is a gift that God gave us because he knows us better than we know ourselves. And he yeah. knows that we need a day of rest. So I think when we come across passages in the Sab- uh, about the Sabbath in the scripture, we need to remember that this is a gift from God given to yeah. us, established in creation, mm. packed with prophetic meaning uh, that tells us about the gospel. Te- uh, and, and I think, those truths are first and foremost. Another point that I'd make on that uh, to kind of go back to what we were talking about a little bit ago, um, because there are some controversies yeah. concern, uh, revolving around the Sabbath in the gospel accounts. Jesus mm-hmm. and the Pharisees, of course, mm-hmm. yeah. were constantly arguing about the Sabbath. Um, it's important to note that um, Jesus, right, he did not come to abolish the law. Uh, but to fulfill it, when when he is in these confrontations with the Pharisees, uh, something important to keep in mind is that the debate was never about whether or not to keep the Sabbath. The debate right. between Jesus and the Pharisees was always about how do we keep it. Right. And and so uh, the Jesus, much like Isaiah and Jeremiah. Jesus corrected false teachings about the Sabbath and restored the Sabbath true to its true God-intended meaning and purpose. Because the Pharisees kind of added a bunch of their man-made traditions and and teachings to the Sabbath that mm-hmm. turned it into a burden. That they kind right. of uh, made the Sabbath into something that God never wanted it to be. Sure. And so, what Jesus did is he restored it to its true God-intended function. And, Which was and so what? That, what would you say that was? It was it was a day of rest. It, w- it was a gift that God gave to mankind uh, for our benefit. Like Jesus says in one of the confrontations, uh, he says the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, the intended function of the Sabbath was to bless mankind with a day of rest and um, to benefit them. So, do you for, guys for think just well-being. practically then mm-hmm. going back to like? Everyday youth pastor, what do I do with this with my students? Mm-hmm. First of all, be a disciple, be a follower of Jesus mm-hmm. and take a Sabbath day of rest. And that will come up in your going with your students. I mean, mm-hmm. what you're what you're essentially doing when you take on students and disciple them as learners is you're showing them how you embody scripture and how mm-hmm. you embody following Jesus. And so every part of your life tends to become known to them over time, just in a million different conversations and a million different ways. So if we're obedient to that command to keep Sabbath holy and Mm -hmm. take a day of rest, our students will pick up on that. They'll know about that. They'll know that's our Mm -hmm. practice. It's not like we have to think of some great way to impart that upon them. Maybe start by just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Does that so make da- sense? Yeah. So David, yeah. what does that look like for the average everyday person? Because, you know, the, the Pharisee said you couldn't take so many steps, right? You couldn't light a candle. You couldn't do these types of certain things. So w- what does it look like um, to, to rest on the Sabbath mm-hmm. if somebody wanted to start practicing this for their own life? Yeah. Great question. And, and a great point. Uh, the Pharisees, 
Um, I, I do actually address this. Uh, I, I have a FAQ section at the end of my book where I um, answer a bunch of the frequently asked questions. And, and one of those questions is, how do we observe the Sabbath biblically? And, uh, you know, as you pointed out, the Pharisees and later rabbinic Judaism has come up with many Sabbath prohibitions that are not actually biblical. They're not actually found in the Bible. The Bible itself only gives a few prohibitions. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it mainly just revolves around work, you know, like, you know, the main prohibition is don't work, you know, so take a day off from work. And, and I go into a little bit more detail in, in the, uh, in the book, but that's the gist of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we also, um, you know, we are to sanctify the Sabbath. We're to keep it holy. You know, we we are to treat it as a special day of rest. It's distinct from the other days uh, of the week. Um, you know, we are to, uh, you know, Leviticus 23.3 says to have a holy gathering, you know, so gather with your family, uh, with your church community, uh, if you can, um, with friends and, mm -hmm. and you know, fellowship and, and enjoy. That's, that's important yeah. because my first instinct was if I'm really going to rest, I need to take my kids to grandparents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Lord. I, mm -hmm. I, I mean, my kids, like they, they look forward to the Sabbath every, every week because they know that, uh, mm -hmm. that mom and dad are not allowed to ignore them. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, yeah. wow. you know, yeah. we, we are, we're, we play, you know, we play games together. We will watch a family mm -hmm. movie or something, but, but they, sure. they know that that, that time is special. That time is yeah. set apart for, for family, for, uh, for that yeah. focus. So you're not going to be running around. You're not going to be busy. You're not going to be out yeah. trying to produce something. You're just yeah. going to be yeah. still and be with God. That's I think awesome. that's important though, when you say you play games with your kids and that it's a time where they know you're not going to work, but you are going to have fun. You know, yeah. it's okay to enjoy the Sabbath and to, um, yeah, actually we're specifically commanded to delight in the Sabbath Yeah, to, to call it a delight. So, so it is, a it is a time of joy and, and that's, uh, you know, in, in the first century, a lot of people were, uh, that was one of the problems is people were distorting the Sabbath, turning, turning it in, turning it into a burden yeah. rather than what it was always meant to be, which is yeah. a gift to mankind, a delight. Yeah. The, in the, in the old Testament, it says to keep it holy again and again and again, but it doesn't give you all sorts of ideas as to what that is. Mm -hmm. And that's why that huge debate, you know, crops up. Mm -hmm. um, and it's understandable, like why there was so much debate over it. And if mm -hmm. you think about sanctifying something, there's always a thin line between something being holy and something being almost somber or quiet. Mm. And right. so it is a balance and yeah. it sounds like you have a great perspective about it. Yeah. So Thank friends you. have a Sabbath and do things that give you energy and that give you life and uh, enjoy God and his creation and being his kid. So David, thanks for this great conversation. It's been super fun. Uh, go to David's website, davidwilber.com. Uh, and we will have all of that in the show notes. Uh, pick up his books, watch his resources, and become his friend because I think Mark just made a, best, a new best friend. So that's super fun. So friends, um, uh, thanks for joining us on this episode and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>